You are tuned to the Nahum Siegel Network on jmandtheam.org and nachumsegel.com. Stay tuned for JM Sunday with Matis Weingast.
Good morning, everyone, and welcome to JM Sunday right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Matis Weingast. It is October 11th, 2015, and it is the 28th of Tishrei, 5776. Hope you're all well this morning and enjoyed a uh, good week. The uh, end of the Yom Tov season for now finished up earlier last week, and uh, we went into Shabbos, Parshas Bereshis, the very beginning of the uh, readings, and uh, the beginning of the year for the uh, Torah readings. And uh, it's been a difficult week in Israel for sure. We'll get the update of the news from Israel in English at 8 o'clock this morning. And we certainly hope that it is going to be a better year in terms of the uh, difficulties in Israel than what we have started with. Over the last couple of weeks, Rabbi Goldwasser at 7.30 with Morning Chizuk, I believe he'll be addressing the issue of what's been going on and uh, how we can have some chizuk, hopefully from his words. Uh, we will get that. It is uh, 7.06 in the morning here, Eastern Time, in the North New Jersey area, 45 degrees, 71 is the high expected today, partly cloudy, going down to 50 degrees tonight. In Jerusalem, it's 87 degrees and partly sunny, going down to 69. And uh, in South Africa right now, in Johannesburg, it's 87 degrees, partly cloudy, going down to 59 degrees. I mention that because coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, uh, at about, about 8.15, excuse me, after the uh, news, we expect to be joined by the chief rabbi of South Africa, Rabbi Warren Goldstein, he will be uh, discussing the this year's Shabbos project, an absolutely amazing, amazing event that has become uh, an annual tradition worldwide. And uh, we'll talk about this year's, and uh, we'll find out what's going on and how many people are expected to uh, participate in this uh, around the world. So that's all coming up. And, of course, music. If you have any uh, requests... Send them to me on Facebook if you wish. Uh, go to the JM Sunday Facebook page, or you can send me an email at matis at nachamsegel.com, M-A-T-T-E-S at nachamsegel.com. Our Facebook page, while you're there, please like it. That would be a great thing to do. We appreciate it very much. Or, of course, on the NSN app, great way of listening to everything on the stream, including JM Sunday. You can comment on the NSN app and... Uh, we, of course, will respond to you that way also. Thanks, everyone, for joining me this morning. We're going to start off with the Simcha Liner with uh, Zamru right here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. Mm-hmm. 
Shem here on JM Sunday. That was Simcha Liner from the Piskuli album. We also heard from him earlier. Yeah, first song out of the uh, out of the starting gate, as it were, here on JM Sunday. Uh, Matas Weingast with you. We'll get to Morning Chizuk in uh, just a few seconds. We also heard from uh, the source, Malachim Hodu Lashem, from uh, Avraham Aryeh Trugman and uh, Keser from Isaac Honig. And the, uh, the Simcha Liner song that uh, started us out this morning was uh, was Zamru here on JM Sunday. Uh, morning Chizuk, as I said, coming up uh, in just a few seconds. At 8 o'clock, we will have a news from Israel in English, live with Hannah Julian. And then in the second uh, hour, I think at around 8.15, we're scheduled for this. We hope to be joined by Rabbi Warren Goldstein, the chief rabbi of South Africa, to talk about the Shabbos project coming up in two weeks. And uh, we'll discuss that with him, find out about it, find out what's uh, happened in the past, what they expect for this uh, coming Shabbos project, and uh, see what happens there. It is, uh, it is time for um, for Morning Chizuk, and uh, Rabbi Golwas's words, Elizech and Nishmas, Rav Zev, Rabbi Yosef Alevi, and Esther Bas, Rabbi Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The great Rosh Hashiva Rav Steinman Shlita related that we all know the times that we are living in are difficult. Klal Yisrael is in need of great Rachamim Yonim, divine mercy. During these challenging days, we all strive to become better, to reach higher, to become closer to Hashem. Our Chachamim taught that the poor man, the rich man, and the wicked man will come to the Basin Shamila, the heavenly court. They'll ask the poor man, why didn't you study? He's going to say that he was poor and he had to support himself. They will then say, were you any poorer than Hillel? He earned just a small coin every day and gave half to the Shomer, to the guard of the base Medrash to learn. They'll then ask the rich man, why didn't you study Torah? He'll say that he was wealthy and he was occupied with matters of business. They're going to then say in response, 
Were you wealthier than Rabbi Lozer ben Chasim? He had a thousand cities on land and one thousand ships at sea. Yet, he would go from place to place to learn Torah. They'll then ask the wicked man, Why didn't you study Torah? He'll say, Because he was handsome and he was preoccupied with his Yetzirah, his evil inclination. In response, they'll say, Were you more handsome than Yosef Atzadik? The Manchester Rosh Hashiva asks, How is it possible that the heavenly court will challenge the average Jew with the likes of Hillel, Rebbe Lozab ben Kharsam, and Yosef HaTzadik? These were Gedoli Ador, the greatest of all the generations, Malachim, they were angels clothed in human disguise. How can we possibly be compared to them? He explains that Hillel, Rebbe Lozer and Yosef Atzadik were all human. They had a Sahara and were confronted with Nisyonos, with challenges of life, just like we are. However, they overcame their inclinations. They dedicated themselves to the service of Hashem. The Orachayim explains that Moshe Rabbeinu said, Look at me. Look at the spiritual levels that I, Moshe Rabbeinu, have attained. You can strive to attain them as well. The great Tzaddik Rebbe Chonon Wasserman asked the question, How could a person strive to be like Moshe Rabbeinu? We know that every individual has the power to be as great as Moshe. As it says, Kol Adam that every person can be as righteous as Moshe Rabbeinu. However, we also learn in Devarim, that there will never be another person that will arise in Klau Yisrael that will be as great as Moshe. Rebbe Chonon answers, the Torah refers to Moshe as an Eved Hashem, as a servant of Hashem. A servant does everything for his master. Moshe's every word, every deed and thought was to serve Hashem. Everyone has the capacity to serve Hashem with this selfless devotion. This is the intent of the Rambam, that each and every one of us can be as great as Moshe. During these challenging days, each and every one of us has to strive higher. Tshuva magasad kiseyakavod. Our collective tshuva repentance, our masim toivim, our good deeds, will certainly reach the heavenly throne. And in that zechus, may we hear besuros tovos bekarov. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Thank you, Rabbi Goldwasser, for your inspiring words, especially during this time uh, where it's very difficult to say the least in Israel. We'll get our news update at 8 o'clock from Hannah Julian, and uh, following the news uh, shortly thereafter, around 8.15, we'll be joined by Rabbi Warren Goldstein, uh, the chief rabbi of South Africa. We'll talk about the Shabbos project, and uh, maybe we'll have time for a couple of other things. We'll see. Right now it's 7.38, uh, 7.38 in the morning, Eastern Time, the North New Jersey area. If you're studying Dafyomi, it's uh, Nazir, Daf 50, heading to Sota soon. After uh, after Nazir, in a short time, how long uh, how long do we have? Another um, couple of weeks. As a matter of fact, interestingly, uh, well, it's just a coincidence, I guess. The uh, 
the Shabbos project we're talking about will be taking place on Shabbos uh, Parshas Lechlecha, and then during that following week, uh, Nazir ends and Sota begins. So you can start a uh, you can start the Dafyomi cycle if you wish in just a couple of weeks. We're going to go back to the music, and as I said, uh, we'll uh, have the news from Israel in English coming up at eight o'clock right here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. Yeah. 
You talk, you talk, you talk, you talk But you don't think before you're all alone You know I won't deny And I tried so hard to find out what you're feeling It makes it hard to speculate And I cannot prove that this condescending feeling Good things don't come to those who
8 o'clock in the morning here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm Matis Weingast, your host. And I want to thank all of you for joining us this morning here on the network. It is October 11th, 28th day in the month of Tishrei, 5776. It is uh, 45 degrees outside right now. 71 is the expected high going back down to 50 degrees tonight. And we'll get the uh, temperature from Israel in just a few minutes with uh, Hannah Julian. Uh, following the news from Israel, at about 8.15, uh, expect to be joined by Rabbi Warren Goldstein, Chief Rabbi of South Africa, to talk about the Shabbos Project. Very excited for that. So that's coming up. And, of course, there'll be more music. Programming continues all day long on the stream. And it's the first uh, normal week in a while, if you will, on the network. Nachum will be back here uh, on the network and on JM the AIM, of course, tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., bright and early, and then uh, the week continues. I don't know what the topic is for the Israel show tomorrow. Uh, I haven't seen that yet, but uh, Mayor Weingarten hosts the Israel show at 9 a.m. on the stream every Monday morning following JM and the AM. It's time for our news from Israel. Hannah Julian, Middle East news analyst and senior correspondent at JewishPress.com, where I know she's been busy working this week because I've seen a lot of articles uh, coming out of the uh, JewishPress.com with her uh, with her name on them uh, joins us every Sunday morning to bring us up to date on the latest happenings in the state of Israel. Good morning, Hannah Julian. Good morning, Marcus. We've certainly been burning the midnight oil. <laughs> A gas balloon was found in the car of the female suicide bomber who attempted to blow herself up near Male Adumim this morning. It was a failed effort, I want to tell you. An Israeli traffic cop sustained burns to his face and upper body in that attack, but he prevented a massive tragedy by his alert action. He stopped her from going any farther. Both he and the attacker were taken to hospitals in Jerusalem. Sackers came, found a second bomb, and defused that one. The officer is listed in good condition. The terrorist is in critical condition. She detonated her bomb, but it failed to kill her, and it didn't kill anyone else. 
no other injuries reported. The Israel Air Force bombed two Hamas arms factories early this morning. The attack came in retaliation for a missile attack last night aimed at the coastal city of Ashkelon. The missile was headed directly for the city, which is home to more than 100,000 Israelis. However, it never reached its target because the Iron Dome anti-missile system intercepted the rocket and blew it up in midair instead. No injuries reported from the falling shrapnel. No property damage reported either. An Iron Dome battery has just also been redeployed to Beersheba as well, by the way. The South now has complete Iron Dome coverage again. Palestinian Arabs gathered in northern Gaza near the security fence at around 11.30 this morning and began throwing stones. None of the ammunition hit Israelis on the other side of the fence. About 10 minutes later, however, a group of Arabs opened fire at a team of workers repairing the fence along the border in the Eshkol district. None of the workers were hurt, but their vehicle was damaged. An IDF unit was called, called to the scene. Shortly after noon and further north, Palestinian Arabs in Abu Dis threw stones in what they called a protest march. No injuries reported there. Abu Dis is a suburb of Jerusalem, but it's located in Area B of the Palestinian Authority. That is, it's an area that's under joint Israeli and Palestinian Authority control. And in a bit of a switch, a number of Jews were arrested in Kiryat Arba last night. They were caught throwing stones at Palestinian Arabs. Everyone is safe, at least so far. Clashes are reportedly taking place at the Sahara between Palestinian Arabs and Israeli security forces at the Huara checkpoint north of Jerusalem in Samaria. The violence started with the arrival of Arabs who said they were marching from Anadja University in Shem. That's Nablus. And on the good news front, researchers from the Blue Brain Project, say that one three times fast, have published a detailed computerized model of a rat's brain tissue. It's in the scientific journal Cell. That's where they've published this news. Dr. Idan Segev, a professor at Hebrew University of Jerusalem, is part of the 82-member team which created the digital computer model of an area in the brain relating to touch. He says it's taken 20 years of biological experiments and 10 years of calculations and algorithms to develop the program. The researchers are hoping to create a computer simulation that will show the finest chemical and nervous functions in the brain. Finally, we're being told that New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio is coming to town, to Israel, that is. The mayor will deliver the keynote address at the annual International Mayor's Conference in Jerusalem a week from today. De Blasio is expected to arrive on Friday. We're looking at a pretty good week here for the weather. Partly sunny and pleasant this week. Temps in the low 80s during the day. Dropping to around 60 tonight. A bit of a breeze in the evenings, especially in the Negev and in Jerusalem. So get those sweaters out. Have a great week, everyone. Stay safe. I'm Connor Julian for Jam Sunday. Thanks, uh, Connor Julian. Have a great week. Uh Thanks, Lana Julian. Have a great week. And uh, that's our news from Israel. I want to thank you. It's a very difficult uh, situation over there. You know, if you can get the Mayor de Blasio on the air tomorrow, uh, next Sunday, that would be great also. Uh, 
you can uh, have, have him <laughs> yes, join you. I can pull him away from his yeah. audience of thousands. Yep, get a, get a, get a little soundbite. <laughs> All right, thanks, and hopefully you have a safe week there in Israel. Thanks a lot. Everybody have the best. Thank you. We'll see you next week right here on JM Sunday exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. Going back to the music here for uh, a few minutes, we expect to be joined by the Chief Rabbi of South Africa, Rabbi Warren Goldstein. Uh, we'll discuss uh, the Shabbos Project and um, and we will uh, we'll maybe talk about a couple of other things. Uh, that'll be right here on uh, the Nachum Siegel Network, JM Sunday. So let's go to, uh, what do we have? Uh, David Dadashti, that's uh, by request. So here is uh, David Dadashti with Bar Yochai on JM Sunday.
Ale by Shalshelis, right here on JM Sunday. Matis Weingast with you on this uh, on this October 11th morning, the 28th day in the month of Tishrei, 5776. It is uh, 45 degrees outside here right now in the New York, New Jersey area, going up to a high of 71 degrees. And uh, in Johannesburg, South Africa, it is... Uh, I understand 87 degrees and partly cloudy. 59 degrees is the expected low. In um, local terms, that would be about 30 degrees centigrade and going down to about 15 degrees. I mention that because it gives me great pleasure and great honor to welcome back to these airwaves the chief rabbi of South Africa, Rabbi Warren Goldstein. Rabbi, welcome to JM Sunday. Thank you very much for the warm welcome, and it's great to speak to you and to your listeners. Thank you so much. Uh, the weather does seem to be nice over there, and uh, that's, a, that's a good sign, I am sure, for the uh, coming weeks. We are here, of course, to speak about the upcoming Shabbos project that will be taking place in two weeks on Shabbos Parshas Lech Lecha. Uh, this is the, uh, h- how many years is this uh, for the Shabbos project? Well, it's... Um this will be the third Shabbos project. The first one was in South Africa in, in 2013, and that was just in South Africa. And then last year, as you know, it went all over the world. There were communities last year in more than 460 cities around the world in, you know, 65 countries across eight languages that participated. And, um, and this year, it's the second international one and, and the third since, uh, since it started in South Africa. And uh, by all accounts, it's looking to be you know, even larger and more wide, widespread this year with the communities in more than 550 cities and um, participating. And, you know, a, lot, a very high level of participation coming through from Israel this year, which is very, which is very encouraging. So there are a lot of new and exciting things happening um, this year. And, uh, you know, there's, there's uh, the team who's, you know, dealing with partner groups all around the world is picking up a lot of interest. Just to give you one, one statistic, for example, Last year we were dealing with about 1,800 partner groups around the world. A partner group could be an individual, it could be a rabbi, it could be a youth director, it could just be a private Jewish citizen who wants to get involved. It just means partners working on the ground to bring the Shabbos project to their communities. So last year we had 1,800, and this year uh, we're dealing with more than 5,000. So wow. There's, there's, really, there's really exponentially increased uh, interest in the project. People are really moved by it. And, you know, thank God um, it's, it's, it's moving and, and, and with great inspiration, Baruch Hashem. I, I'm sure the discussion was great even three years ago as your family sat around and said, uh, you know, you had this idea of, hey, let's, let's host the world's largest Shabbat table. You know, invite uh, invite a couple of hundred thousand of our closest friends around the world to participate. <laughs> uh, I, I have a question. Coming so close to the end of the high holidays as we just celebrated, uh, there are many people around the world who uh, will go to high holiday observances, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, but they won't participate during the year. They're, they don't observe Shabbos uh, the way that others do. Do you find that um, it is it is easier to get some of those people to participate in a, in a Shabbos so close to their having been in shul the few times they go? Uh, or you know, what kind of a reaction do you get from people who maybe were um, uplifted a little bit by Rosh Hashanah and Kippur and say, hey, I'm willing to try this now, so close to having just done this. Yeah, I think, 
one of the reasons actually that the date is where it is, I mean, uh, two years ago it was on Pasha's Lech Lecha, last year it was Noach, this year it's Lech Lecha, but it's always been a week or two after, um, you know, the Yom Tevim have, have come to an end, and that is because, you know, the, 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 the Shabbos project aims to reach as many Jews as possible, and one of, one of the most effective ways of reaching Jews all around the world is over Yamim Noraim, when so many people are in shul who otherwise might not be, and, and it's just really about saying, you know, here we have this incredible gift that Hashem gave Klal Yisrael, that we've enjoyed this gift for thousands of years, and come and partake of this gift, and I think that's a very important message of the Shabbos Project, is that all Jews have equal connection, equal rights, equal privileges when it comes to Shabbos. Shabbos belongs to each one of us. We try at the Shabbos Project to move beyond the labels of talking about religious and secular and Haredi and modern Orthodox and whatever. Maybe we try and transcend those labels and say, we just Jews who want to connect to Shabbos and share Shabbos with as many Jews as possible. And I think that's, uh, you know, that's part of our shared heritage and Shabbos is a, is a matona. It's one of the only mitzvahs that Chazal, in fact, referred to as a matona, as a gift, because it's the most incredible gift. And so it's such a compelling mitzvah for our times. It's such a special gift given to Klal Yisrael that uh, I think that, you know, that's part of why so many people are drawn to it. On your website, uh, the shabbosproject.org, you have a number, uh, a number of numbers from last year, including this one, uh, number six, the... Uh, Six firsts experienced by a Philadelphia family. Our first Shabbat dinner, first Shabbat synagogue service, first Kiddush, first Havdalah, first day without electronic interference, and first time we felt relaxed on a Saturday. That must give you tremendous uh, inspiration for what you're doing. You know, I think the power of Shabbos is that it's a transformative mitzvah. It's a mitzvah that if a person just experiences it in its purity and in its authenticity, then it's a mitzvah that, that cannot leave a person unaffected. And I think that's really the power of the Shabbos project. The power is Shabbos itself, that if we really are dealing here with, uh, with such a transformative, powerful mitzvah, that if people will just experience it, then they, then they will see for themselves and experience for themselves the awesome power that it has within it. Absolutely. Uh, another uh, another number. You have 15 is the percentage of uh, from Ecuador, Quito's entire Jewish community that attended a Shabbos getaway at a hotel last year. Uh, and then you have another one, 21 women who prepared challah in Abuja, Nigeria. Uh, the the yeah. numbers are, are staggering. It's, it's just amazing. Uh, what were the estimates of the total number of people that participated last year, and and how many more do you think are going to be in this year? Well, I, I wanted just to re, to refer your listeners to what you were referring to there. We have on the website an item there called the Shabbos Project by Numbers, mm-hmm. and it's got all of these um, interesting snippets that you've been referring to, and I'm so glad that you spotted it uh, because it's really there is a, a treasure trove of information inside there. And, and what you will notice is, as I'm sure that you've seen by scrolling through it, and people will be fascinated, many of the numbers there is not just focusing on quantum, you know, and just sheer size. It's about these kind of qualitative experiences as well. I mean, um, when we're talking about numbers, there, there, there are a lot of numbers to talk about uh, large numbers, but one mustn't forget about the quality of the experiences. But some of the large numbers, just uh, as we mentioned early on, from, from last year, there were, you know, communities in more than 465 cities, but... Some of them had very large gatherings, like in Buenos Aires, their Havdalah concert had, you know, almost 13,000 people. It was broadcast on on national television 
in Argentina. Mm. Um, you know, there was uh, Miami had almost 5,000 women at their Chalabake. Wow. And, um, uh, you know, Toronto had 2,500 women. Uh, Melbourne, 2,500. Uh, Sydney, 2,500. It, it's just huge, huge what, what's, what's happening. And that's just uh, scratching the surface of it. Um, and, you know, there have been press reports that have spoken about a, a million people in being involved in the shuttle oh, project in one way or another last year. Uh, and, and please God, you know, we, we, those can even increase. But again, I just want to emphasize is that um, it's really about the quality of the experience and the, and, and the power of that transformative experience. You can never take away, like we got a, we got a magnificent email from somebody in Conway, Arkansas, uh, saying that they're one of the only Jewish families in the city and then said a very beautiful thing, but when, you, when, you, when you're keeping Shabbos, you never feel alone in the world. Amazing. Uh, the uh, the uh, resource that you mentioned, it's at the ShabbosProject.org, and uh, it has the, uh, the, the numbers, Shabbos, Shabbat Project by the numbers, Shabbos Project by the numbers, and um, it also has a tremendous number of resources. You can get an unofficial guide to, uh, to Shabbos, keeping Shabbos. Just, it's amazing. You should... People should take the time and go to there. Rabbi Warren Goldstein, Chief Rabbi of South Africa, is my guest this morning to talk about the uh, Shabbos Project. What gave you the inspiration for this uh, originally three years ago? Well, you know, it, it came from all different places. It's, uh, one, I had a conversation with Professor Dan Ariely, who's mm-hmm. an Israeli professor, who's now professor at Duke University in the United States. He's a professor of behavioral economics He's written many best-selling books, including Rationally Rational and other books. And uh, he was visiting Johannesburg, and we had a conversation uh, at his request about, you know, behavioral science within Torah, and he was fascinated to understand a little bit more about it. And then we got around to, he was asking me, then what do I think is the most important mitzvah? And, you know, after trying to avoid the question by saying that really you can't choose one mitzvah more than another, these are all Hashem's mitzvahs, they're all precious, and it's not for us to choose. He wouldn't let me get away with that. So eventually, when pushed hard enough, I, I said Shabbos, and then we started talking about how to encourage people to keep Shabbos. And he made the point that an authentic Shabbos experience, and he's saying this as a secular Israeli professor of Duke, at Duke University, saying um, that it, it, it really is a compelling mitzvah for today's times. We actually have got a video blog from him on, on the Shabbos Project website and on our Facebook page that people will find really interesting. And so... Some of the thinking started in that conversation. Then I, you know, uh, spoke it through with my wife, and uh, and you know we we, we have uh, we have a good team of people here, and so really at the end of the day, all great ideas come from Hashem, and um, you know with with Hashem's help, the idea which we initially thought would be mo- only moderately successful in South Africa, and we thought and had no idea that it would go any further than that. There wasn't a plan that it should go beyond South Africa, but when in 2013. Instead of just uh, you know a handful, a few thousand people getting involved, more than 70% of the community of 75,000 Jews got really involved. Most of them actually kept Shabbos for the very first time, and uh, then you know there were requests that came from all around the world for people to get involved. And one thing led to another, and within a few months, a global movement sprung up through YouTube, through the internet, through but really through the power of Shabbos and and this almost natural connection. It's almost the sense that I've had with the, with the Shabbos project is, you know, if you haven't seen a, a good old friend for a long time and then you see them after many years apart, that's a tremendous reunion. And I have a sense that for Amnishel, for the Jewish people, 
that um, the, there's a reunion happening with an old friend, and that friend is Shabbos. Shabbos I've, has been our friend since the beginning of our, uh, our history. Of course. Uh, I've seen on uh, Facebook and other places where people have posted that they're looking forward to the uh, Shabbos project this year. Uh, some have said that they kept Shabbos during the year a few times more than they have in the past. Others are saying they're looking forward, as you just said, to seeing people that they connected with last year and hoping to see them again. Um, a couple of the other numbers that you have in here, as you mentioned, the large and small, 10,612 people last year who gathered in a park in Melbourne to see a fireworks display at the Havdalah concert, the biggest standalone Jewish event in the city's history. At the same time, in Scottsdale, Arizona, one 96-year-old member of a synagogue who moved closer to the vicinity of the synagogue to keep Shabbos. And then you have in uh, Genova, Italy, 100% of the communities that participated in last year's Shabbos Project activities. When you look at this, uh, obviously this is the time where you're gearing up to this year's, but in between... Uh, you must get a lot of these stories where people have said they started at the Shabbos Project and now they keep it more and more and more. They keep Shabbos more and more. What is there, uh, if anything, yet as a follow-up for people on an ongoing basis to get that spirituality and get that excitement as the year, as the time in the year progressed, the other 50-some-odd uh, Shabbatot that there are? Well, I think that that really it's, it's about being rooted in their communities, meaning um, the, the, the communal structures and people and organizations that they interacted with over the course of the Shabbos project really need to, to carry that on and carry that forward. And that's a very important principle behind the Shabbos project. It's not, a, it's not another Jewish organization. It's a movement, and it's a movement of the people, which means that it, it's not structured in a hierarchical, bureaucratic fashion, with international directors and regional directors and country directors and committees and all that kind of thing. It's really a movement of the people, which means that people get involved and people can get involved even if they don't hold an official position within the community and they own the project and it becomes theirs. And so too also the follow-up and the continuation of the project becomes theirs. We, we, we facilitate and provide to all of these communities in these 550 cities around the world we provide educational material, marketing material, translated into eight languages. We provide support services. We help drive a social media campaign. But ultimately, all of those communities in those 550 cities, they take responsibility for the events on the ground, financial responsibility. They, uh, they take organizational responsibility. And that's, that's the way that it, it's the only way that it can be. And that's really a guiding philosophy of the Shabbos Project which is that it's a movement of the people, that it, it really belongs to each and every single person um, where, where they, are, it's, that they make it their own. And, and that's so important. That's why I wanted to use this opportunity to, to appeal to your listeners. If they're not involved, don't wait for somebody else to bring the Shabbos Project to your area. I'm sure there's already activities going on. Get involved, start new things, invite people in your street over, uh, you know, um, create events, create a color base, see what's going on. They can go onto the website to see what's going on in their area, and they'll be able to see and to participate. But don't sit back. Go on the website, email us at partners at theshabbosproject.com or .org, and uh, you'll be able to, to really get involved. And even though there's only just two weeks to go, it's never too late to get involved. But, but really, it's, it's your project. It's your movement. It belongs to you. That's, 
that's really the overriding message of the Shabbos Project. It's beautifully said. Thank you. The Shabbos Project, October 23rd, 24th, Parsha coming up, as you said, in just under two weeks from now. And, uh, you know, it's also good for the environment. You have a number here where there were zero cars in a shul's parking lot on a major shul last year on a Shabbos. So, you know, it helps the environment with pollution also. All different benefits from uh, from the Shabbos project. Amazing. Um, I want to wish you congratulations. If I'm if my uh, information is correct, you celebrated earlier this year your 10th year as chief rabbi. Am I, am I correct? Yes, yes, that's right. That's <laughs> what did you mark you after you? You're on the ball. <laughs> I, uh, what I, I, you know, it must be. I, I appreciate. I want to. I want to say this, Rabbi Goldstein. I appreciate very much that you know you've joined us a number of times on the air here, and you've been with uh, Nachum Siegel on the air on his show. Uh, it is. Uh, it, it must be a daunting task. Still, ten years as chief rabbi of a country's Jewish population and uh, really in the general community because I know that you're involved in so many things within uh, the, the general community you have to be as a representative um, what do you uh, what do you take after 10 years <laughs> you look back what do you what do you say about the <laughs> about this did you ever think it would be like this <laughs> uh, no <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good question um, you know, the, the last 10 years have gone very quickly and very slowly. At times I think it, it went over in the blink of an eye, and other times uh, it, it, it feels slow. Um, but it's, it's really, um, it's, it's been a privilege. There's uh, obviously, there's, you know, heavy responsibilities. Uh, but the, you know, the, the privilege of being able to be in a position to, to do a lot of good in the world is, um, is something that I'm very, very grateful for. And I'm grateful for, you know, the tremendous support to the community and a wonderful Jewish community that has always been so responsive and have put out new ideas. Because, you know, uh, new ideas always challenge people in different ways. And, you know, the, the, the response of the community to the Shabbos Project is essentially what created the International Shabbos Project. So I'm very grateful to the community for being such an, an incredible partner because ultimately, um, ultimately, really, uh, leadership and getting things done in the world is is all about partnerships. It's all about um, people working together to make a difference. Absolutely. Um, and uh, so that's what that's what that's that's what I've seen. Ultimately, you know, if if you can find partners to work with you, then 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 anything is possible. And that's you know one of the lessons I've taken from these years. Uh, absolutely. Finally, um, I, in the difficult times that uh, our brothers and sisters in Israel. Uh, are experiencing these last few weeks. I'm sure, again, as a chief rabbi, as a spokesperson for the Jewish community, you have to uh, you have to be strong for the community. And uh, what words of chizuk, what words of strength do you give to your community and, uh, by extension, to the people in Israel about what's going on? Well, well, one thing is, uh, for example, this afternoon we're having a special tefillah uh, gathering. You know across the community in Johannesburg um, to daven for the situation in Eretz Israel. And I think that's one thing that each and every single one of us can do, because wherever we are, our tefillah, our davening has power. And, and we must never underestimate that. We must believe in that power and have emunah. So, so that's one practical thing that we, that we can and all must do. The other um, also relates a, a little bit to, to the Shabbos project, because part of uh, you know, in situations like this, where where there's so much stress and there's so much pain, and um, and 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 there's human agony, and we really feel the suffering of our brothers and sisters in Israel, 
uh, it makes us come together in a spirit of unity. Um, but we also we, we need to transform that experience of unity from pain to one where we are choosing to come together to celebrate who we are, not because our enemies have forced us to come together. And I think that's a that's a very powerful. Um, you know, the Shabbos project becomes a very powerful response in, in the sense of saying we won't be defined by our enemies, we'll be defined by our own values. And, and we've got a lot of partners on the ground in Israel. There's a lot of the municipalities in Israel, which we haven't even had a chance to speak about this year. Israel, you know, there's, there's a, a lot going on for the Shabbos project this year. We're partnering with a number of mayors and cities across Israel and the youth movements. And a message that has come from our partners on the ground is that they, you know, want to use the opportunity of the Shabbos project to give people strength and, uh, in, you know, in, in, in these times. But I must tell you, ultimately, when, when looking at Israeli society, I think we've really got to say that it's a society of, of heroes, of great men and women who, who uh, stare down tremendous dangers and odds and do so with emuna, with dignity and with strength. And, you know, we should support them in any way that we can, uh, but, but one way is to show them our admiration and respect uh, for what they are doing for Am Israel, I think what you just said uh, before is, is uh, so important that we shouldn't always, you know, we shouldn't come together just because of our enemies. We should basically come together because of who we are and what we do, and that is, I think, such an important point. And I, I know that you you also said before that the inspiration for this, of course, it comes from Hashem, but. Uh, you know, you have done a tremendous amount, and, and to put people collectively together for something like this, and to expand, you know, throughout the year, and hopefully that uh, union will continue. It is amazing, and I want to thank you, and I want to wish you hatzlacha on this year's Shabbos project. Uh, and again, thank you for joining us here on uh, on JM Sunday. We hope to speak with you thank very you. soon. Thank you, and thank you for the opportunity to speak to you and to and to your listeners. I appreciate it. And uh, just to everyone out there, let's get involved. And, you know, as we say in the Shabbos Project, let's keep it together. Thank you so much. Enjoy. Okay, God bless. (laughs) Take care. Bye-bye. Rabbi Warren Goldstein, Chief Rabbi of South Africa, uh, honored us with his his joining us this morning. Very appreciative of his taking the time out of a very busy schedule, as he said today. They're going to be um, having a tefillah prayer service for what's going on in Israel to give strength there. And, of course, the Shabbos Project coming up in a little under two weeks, October 23rd, 24th, Parsha Slachlaka. So uh, you can go to the theshabbosproject.org and get all the amazing information from there. We're going to go back to the music. We're here till 9 o'clock on uh, JM Sunday. Up next is uh, Avram Willig with, uh, with a Hafti. For your listening pleasure right here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Sundays we get the set and we get as we get set to wrap up another edition of JM Sunday here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thanks for joining me here and uh, we'll be back next week. Great program continues all day long on the stream and uh, Nachum will be back tomorrow morning at uh, 6 a.m. on JM in the a.m. followed by the Israel show at um, 9 o'clock exclusively on the stream with Mayor Weingarten. My thanks again to Rabbi Warren Goldstein, Chief Rabbi of South Africa, who joined me this morning to talk about the Shabbos Project and also gave some great words of inspiration about uh, what's going on in Israel today. Uh, the uh, the archive of the show will be available later on today. It is uh, it is rebroadcast uh, tonight at midnight, and we'll also have a uh, a separate uh, segment of the interview in case you missed it. Go to NachumSiegel.com and you can get uh, all that and uh, all the other shows and you can listen live to the stream. But of course, get the NSN app and tell your friends about it. It is uh, constantly uh, being uploaded, downloaded rather, and uh, it is a great, great source. Again, thanks everyone. Have a great day. We'll see you next week right here on JM Sunday. <laughs>